welcome to The Confessional. I'm Mike Moran. Tell us your deepest, your creepiest, your funniest. Confess to us. No one's listening. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Confessional Podcast. My name is Mike Moran, and I'm joined today by co-host, my good friend, Izzy Ariza. Izzy, how are you? Hi, I'm is, doing great. How Izzy, I, I'm good, thanks. Uh, Izzy and I play in two bands together presently, one that's sure. under construction and the other one that's dormant due to COVID. Yeah, but we still make it happen, don't we? Well, not really, no. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's true. We practice. We're doing things. We practice, yeah, but we don't, it's not like we're performing. We're chipping away. Sure. We're preparing, you know, when things go back to normal. I feel like that's what 2020 was, is like a gestation period you put your energy in. Right. I wish I would have done more with it. Um, We are, we were just working on a song, though, that's going to be the first single from The Loss, entitled Gun to My, if that, like, there's a gun to my head. And we're (laughs) also. Wait, which one is it? I guess, like, there's a gun to my head. I don't know. I thought it was just gunned to my head. No, no. Oh, okay. No. I don't know. I, I tend to shorten things in my brain. Anyway. Well, that's that's what we call it casually, but yeah. you know, I don't think it's going to be the title of it. And we have this MTV tribute band coming pretty soon, which is so gonna be, excited about. I know that. that's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be like a cover band, but we play in front of a screen playing old music videos. Yes. And then we'll have like MTV footage in between. Yeah, I'm you really know, excited for the MTV, like the Daria or whatever right, right. can fit in there. That'll yeah, be cool. Teen Mom. Um, <laughs> I uh, and we just had Matt Pinfield on the on the podcast. Perhaps he'll do like a little uh, little promo or something for yeah, us, you know, be or cool. make a little, a little appearance. That'd be fun. Very cool. Uh, Izzy, today uh, we are discussing something you know absolutely nothing about, have zero interest in, and will be able to contribute virtually nil. <laughs> But thankfully, uh, we have a very special guest joining us who does know lots about this subject. Please welcome Jamie Benetti to the show. Uh, welcome. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You're welcome. How are you doing, Excited Jamie? Excited to be on here. I'm uh, doing good. How are you doing? I'm all right. You want to ask yeah. Izzy how she's doing, too? How are you doing, Izzy? I'm doing well. How are you? How's the I already asked him how he was doing. Oh, okay. <laughs> he said, "All right." Well, yeah, okay. Uh, Jamie, how, what what are you working on these days, bud? You have anything you want to promote or plug? Um, basically, uh, lately I've been uh, trying to put together. Was interesting for this topic a uh, collection of short stories mm. um, that were that were basically um, mostly horror short stories, kind of speculative fiction. Okay. Um, so that's kind of like the main thing besides uh applying random places uh for jobs all right, right now all right yeah. are you doing any stand-up over zoom or anything during quarantine i i haven't done a zoom show um i heard they're actually better than you would think they are but um i did it in person at state theater about a few weeks ago which was pretty fun all right yeah um now jamie this topic today uh we will be discussing is horror anthologies uh, both in film and in TV form, which are pretty much the same thing by the time this comes out, probably, right? Like, there's no real difference anymore. Um, 
The horror anthology is a uh, is a type of medium in which there's a different story every week or every movie or or several stories within. How would you define a, a horror anthology? Anthology, Jamie. Uh, my original, I think, um, introduction to it would have to be like Twilight Zone. Growing up, right? Yeah, Twilight um, Zone. And then after that, Goosebumps is one that probably everyone knows. Uh, but what um, what differentiates Tales from the Crypt? What differentiates an anthology from a franchise? Uh, well, an anthology is a different story every episode. Okay. Or it could be like a movie like Creep Show. It's a anthology movie that has about like four stories within the movie. Right, right. Um, so a franchise, I guess, you could all be under the same banner, kind of like um, Creep Show or The Outer Limits. Mm-hmm. Uh, but within that, they all kind of have the the same sort of genre mm-hmm. that threads mm-hmm. all of them together. Even the uh, the Simpsons Treehouse of Horrors were kind of anthologies, right? They'd have like three unrelated stories within one episode. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do the franchises have example. like the same characters throughout, or are they different? I think so. Like the anthologies as well. I think a franchise it would be more like something like Halloween, where it's like the same main character every time. It's like a sequel and a sequel and a sequel, instead of like a different. But although different there was takes on it. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, every movie isn't going to be exactly the same, right? But it's not like it's a total like with with I'm a Twilight saying, Zone. It's a whole new universe every time, right? Exactly. Right. Okay. Would you agree with that, Jamie? Yeah, I would agree with that. That's All right. good. And that's funny you mentioned the Simpsons because in like an old, there's a couple times for the Treehouse of Horror, where they took a story from Twilight Zone and kind of made it their own. Yeah. Yeah. The one was, uh, do you remember when that creature was on the school bus? Oh, yeah. It was like an older. Yeah, I had that on VHS uh, when I was little. I watched it like 400 times. I taped it all yeah, TV. It was, yeah, it was one of the best episodes, but it was from the Nightmare at 20,000 Feet yeah. with uh, William Shatner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, a classic uh, Twilight Zone. That in, and I liked the remake of it, too, in the Twilight Zone movie with John Lithgow, where uh, a man who has yeah. a fear of flying. Do you, are you guys familiar with that episode? Is he, Jimmy? Uh, John Lithgow. <laughs> Mike. He just got settled. Repeat the question. We were discussing John Lithgow. <laughs> yeah, there's a classic a Twilight topic. Zone episode in which, uh, in the old version, it's William Shatner, and he's he's scared of flying, and um, but he's on a plane, and he swears he sees something on the wing tearing which, up which the wing. Which they parodied in Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. Did they really? That? Yes. There's a scene in When Nature Calls when Jim Carrey's on the plane on his way to Africa, and he goes, there's something on the wing. <laughs> Some <laughs> thing. I've never seen the original of that, but I know that scene to from the, to, Jim Did Carrey's. you just get it right now? I just now understood everything. You seriously had wow. no idea what that That's was cool. for the last 25 years. I knew he was doing a William Shatner impression, oh, but I didn't I know it was from the Twilight Zone. Interesting. So right. what you were picturing in a gremlin on the USS Enterprise. I, you know, when I was messing eight with years the old when I was speed. watching that, I, I just thought, I well, thought that was remem- Jim You remembered it until today. It must have struck some sort yeah, of a because I watched it like two months ago, too. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that one since the theater in seventh grade. It's good. It's a good classic. I remember him crawling out of the butt of a hippo or something like that. Rhino. Rhino. So, a far sorry, more endangered sorry. species, dude. <laughs> Hippos don't deal with uh, rhinos. God, Jimmy's going to give us uh, environmental rhino facts. Yeah, dude. 
Did you know that the gray-tailed rhino is only one of (laughs) the gray-tailed rhino? Um, Anyway, what happens on that episode is basically it it plays on like paranoia and, you know, like everybody thinks he's just cracking under the pressure of being on on an airplane because he's scared of flying. But he keeps seeing this creature tearing the wing up and tearing the engines up. And uh, and then they, they remade it with John Lithgow in the 80s with the very disturbing Twilight Zone movie that freaked me the F out as a kid. And then it got even freakier when I learned the backstory in which one of the stars was decapitated along with two children in a helicopter accident while making the film. Wow. In real life. In real life, yeah. Whoa. The actor Vic Murrow. Yeah. Real life. Yeah, there was a, and there was a big controversy because like the kids that there that were on the set were like not supposed to be there that late. Like they were working past their and it was like, you know, these like Vietnamese kids that are paying like nothing. Wow, you think they did that? I, I just watched a documentary about the crow with yeah, it was a randomly. similar similar situation. Oh, I thought you were gonna say it was the same kids. It's like all right now, <laughs> now we're getting one, one of them actually survived, but then he was killed in the crow. So it's very I was like, sad. okay, uh, Jamie, what, what was your experience with the Twilight Zone movie? Uh, the movie, I actually feel like I've only seen parts of it growing up, uh, and then I've seen the the remake with Jordan Peele. And then mm. I've seen pretty much the whole entire uh, old series. Okay. But, yeah, Twilight yeah. Zone was, I, number one, it's one of the most brilliant TV shows ever created. I mean, that was just like, Rod Sterling wrote apparently almost all of them, like every week, and still had time well, for Planet actually, of the Apes. Uh, a lot of his uh, writers was like Charles Beaumont, who like died uh, weirdly at 38 years old. And then uh, Richard Matheson. Who did um there was an episode of Twilight Zone that was called Steel, which was like two fighting robots, kinda like that old game. And oh, that like, later became that Hugh Jackman movie. Uh, Real Steel. Real Steel. Remember that Real Steel movie? was based on a Twilight Zone? On a Twilight Zone that was also called uh, Steel. It was the same pretty much story. Really? You're yeah. telling me. Yeah. Let, let me back this truck so up here just a bit. Today. You're telling me the film Real Steel <laughs> starring Hugh Jackman. Is based on a Twilight Zone segment. Yeah, that episode called "Steel" by uh, Richard wow. Matheson. Wow. Yeah. What about that? What about BattleBots? Remember that on Comedy Central? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like what the that hell is this show. doing on Comedy Central? It was robots that yeah. fought each other. Um, but Twilight Zone. And also that. Do you remember that episode of The Simpsons where um, I think it's Lisa or Bart within the wall? Oh yeah, or no? Homer goes in, doesn't he? And he he becomes three D. Well, he goes into, yeah, he goes in to save them, and then he gets like transported to like nineties Seinfeld, New York, or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. At the very end, he comes out. Uh, into yeah, the real that was world. also a, that was also like a Twilight Zone episode. Okay. Um, yeah, by also Richard Matheson. I got to tell you, some of those Simpsons yeah. ones really kind of freaked me out a little bit as a kid because it was like, <laughs> you know how now there's all these stories like creepy pastas where it's like the lost episode of Mickey Mouse where he murders Donald or something <laughs> like that. It's like you were kind yeah. of seeing that with your friendly Simpsons characters. You know, you're like seeing them murder each other and become possessed and things. <laughs> it's kind of creepy. Um, but the yeah. Twilight Zone is uh, just one of my favorite TV shows ever made and genuinely just horrifically disturbing. I mean, it really proved that you don't need to be gory and gratuitous to be terrifying. Um, 
I think that's why I never really got into horror per right. se because I'm not into the gory, the mm-hmm. murderous. I like things that are like more realistic that right. could happen. Right, like faces just, of death. Yeah, <laughs> or like, or like getting stuck in another dimension and no one's around. And like those are the yeah. um, the those are the type of episodes that I remember where mm. I'm like, that was actually yeah. freaky. Yeah. Where it messes with your head, like a psychological thriller. Yeah. I remember my mom or somebody mentioning an episode that I never actually saw, but just hearing the description freaked me out where she said a kid was like laying in their bed and they like rolled off the bed and then under the bed and woke up in another dimension or something oh, or in another world. And she was like, yeah, yeah. I, I just slept in the middle of my bed for like years after seeing that <laughs> right in the middle. I remember my dad telling me about an episode, and I can't remember the beginning of it. I don't remember what happened to the man, but they thought he was dead. So they sent him to the morgue, and they were about to bury him and then because he was like completely paralyzed, and he couldn't move. And, he, and then the nurses or whoever in the morgue or whatever saw him crying, and they're like, wait a minute, dead man can't cry. And then they realize that he's actually alive and just trapped inside of his own body. And like that kind of stuff freaks me out. Well, that sounds like um, there is a Stephen King story, like probably from like 20 years ago, where a guy like had an autopsy. He was in that state and they were doing an autopsy on him. That was a Twilight Zone. I wonder if that's another uh, reference or. It must have been. And and I think in that one, he, he alerted the nurse by getting an erection. Wow. Oh. <laughs> wow. Dead men can't cry. Or get an erection. <laughs> or or big girls can't cry. Yeah. yeah. I um, think they did the whole creep show series. Those are all Stephen King uh stories. The the two movies and then the the show now. Uh-huh. I think it's a mix of Stephen King and his son Joe Hill and then a couple other people. Okay. Well didn't Romero direct Creep Show? Yeah, I believe he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Creepshow is a classic one. In fact, we have a confession here from uh, Jacob Rosales from L.A. He says Creepshow. Leslie Nielsen is Richard. Victor's is gold! Exclamation point. I also dig how this was Stephen King's first screenplay. The humor is kind of odd and campy, but it works well for an anthology. Yeah. Izzy, how much that have was- you not seen Creepshow? <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I do remember Tales from the Crypt, though. I, I couldn't even pull in out a whole episode, but I do remember Tales from the Crypt. That's about it. Twilight Zone <laughs> well, and we Tales appreciate from the your contribution. That's all I can contribute. Well, Creep Show was like a classic 80s, right in the prime of Stephen King era, number one. Not that he's ever even really gone away, but like uh, just a, a very campy but dark, disturbing little anthology revolving around a boy, I think, fantasizing about murdering his father. Yeah, yeah, I think that was the main backstory. Yeah, there, uh, that kind of threaded them. Right. There's yeah. usually there's usually like a thread within these anthologies where it starts at you know it's like people telling stories or like there's for for Creepshow I think it was a boy who uh, hated his father and was always throwing out his comic books and he uh, what, what was the how did we go into the stories in that one Do you remember? I don't. I think maybe it was he opened the story or I feel like that weird ghoulish figure uh-huh. that uh tales from the crypt kind of ripped off later on uh-huh like showed up outside of his window and started telling him these stories oh uh, okay uh, yeah and then uh that leslie nielsen one was pretty that good, one is horrific the, yeah he played a great psychopath that that was an excellent one i will <laughs> tell you the only bad part of that one really was the ending like i don't think they like at the end they have the 
Well, we'll tell Jimmy and, and Izzy the story real quick. It's basically Leslie Nielsen uh, finds out, I think, that his wife is cheating with a guy played by Ted Danson, right? Yes. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> there Cheers you go. Cheers to that. Another good contribution by Jimmy. <laughs> um, but he takes... Number one, it's disturbing to see funny old naked gun airplane Leslie Nielsen acting like this. He like takes <laughs> he takes him hostage and buries him up to his neck at the beach during low tide. Nice. And and then he shows uh, him a video of his wife, uh, who is also buried up to her neck further down the beach. Oh, cool. Oh and uh, so Ted Danson basically has to sit there and wait for the the tide to rise. Oh. And if, if he can hold his breath long enough. In order for it, like I guess the sand is like softened from the water to to get out, then he can survive. Wow, um, does he survive? Uh, no, he doesn't. <laughs> and wow. that's actually the only lame part of it is at the very end, like him and his wife like come back to life as zombies and kill Leslie Nielsen or whatever. But the the uh, this, the premise itself they is the just scary stopped part. After they died, probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. They have like the barnacles and the seaweed all over them. Right. Yeah, <laughs> they're all bloated. That's yeah. scary, though. Something scary about people with barnacles on them. It's one of the creepier <laughs> things to have on you. you know? <laughs> of all the things you can have on you, a barnacle, Barnacles, I would say. You know, that, really, that really solidifies the I definitely drowned message that you're putting over. <laughs> yeah. At least they got to be together after death. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. That's uh, sweet. In Davy Jones's locker. <laughs> yeah. And there's also, um, uh, in that one, another pretty good one is the... Uh, even though it's campy as all hell, there, there's one that actually stars Stephen King, where he yeah. he plays like a, a, a dumb yokel who uh, discovers a meteorite and that like lands in his field and he touches it, and uh, the part of him that touches it like starts growing hair hmm. or, like fur, and then it just like keeps spreading all over his body and everything he touches in his trailer turns to like this greenish fur and before he knows it he's just completely covered in this stuff and then uh he blows his head off at the end like his big <laughs> foamy fur body like it's a hold of a shotgun You're talking that about like sucks. the grinch furry green furry kind or, of kind really? of oh yeah like a like a uh how would you describe that fur jamie kind of a yeah i always saw it that's interesting it is kind of like a fur for some reason i always thought of it as like this grass stuff right. that was growing yeah it's kind of yeah. hard to tell uh but yeah it was it was just spreading all throughout the place Mm-hmm. And he played like a good comic actor, which was a weird part of that. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if I've seen him in anything. Right, he yeah. was almost like a cartoonishly like dopey like kind of guy. Um, and I don't know. There's something disturbing when when they combine like silliness with you know suicide, you know, like really morbid things. Like there's just something really <laughs> disturbing about that to me. Yeah, yeah it's kind of hard to grasp. There's. Oh, continue. Sorry, I was just trying to. I was just picturing like becoming green and furry all over. Would that agitate you to the point of wanting to kill yourself? Like how to? Yeah, like sure. he, I think he was itchy. He was oh, like super okay. itchy, and then just before he knew it, he was just completely like he covered. didn't get poison ivy. He was poison ivy. Mm. That type of right. thing. And everything right. he touched turned that way yeah. too. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah, that would yeah. suck if you go to like hug your friend. <laughs> right. Right. It was like King Midas, except for with green fungus. If you can mm. picture that such a thing. And then when was this show? When was that episode put out? Well, it was, that was a movie. There oh. were several creep sh- I think now it's a show. So yeah. the creep show was, I thought creep show was a, like a series, like Twilight Zone no. type of thing. No, okay. it, was, it was in the theaters. And then there was a sequel. 
And then I think there's a really bad third one that like went right to video or something. Okay, okay. But now it's a show, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think the show is actually called Creep Movie. So it makes sense. Wow. They flipped it. Uh, no, it's not really. Clever. Creep oh. movie. There you go. Uh, the, show, the show is more close to like a Twilight Zone type because each episode is one story. Or maybe yeah. it's two stories. I don't know. So, but, uh, Jamie, tell us about one of your, your stories that you think would make a good uh, anthology horror if they were to, to make one out of it. I read a few of your stories. They're really good. Oh, uh, thank you. Uh, trying to think off the top of my head. Oh, I wrote this uh, story where... This couple's walking in Georgetown, kind of like a preppy, um, like 30-something couple. And uh, this old cronish woman is kind of shuffling through the crowd. And uh, she ends up sneezing in, in the fiancé or wife's mouth as she's mm-hmm. passing. Um, and, like, it's really disgusting. And then the woman, like, kind of cackles and disappears. And uh, so the, this couple had been trying to have a baby. I forgot to add that detail. And uh, she was supposed to be infertile, but like all of a sudden she becomes pregnant um, shortly after. And they're like just really uh, happy about that prospect. So she's kind of going through her pregnancy. And um, like later you start to see that it like grows out of her womb and it's just under her skin. You see like hands and stuff. Whoa. And the, the story kind of just continues where the, the husband's freaking out. Um, She's freaking out and just keeps going, going. She doesn't want to lose the baby, which is one reason, like, she keeps telling him not to take her to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, it just kind of goes all the way and uh, to, like, ruin the ending. Basically, she has, like, a face on the side of her face. Oh, um, and, and then she, it's just, like, a really creepy moment. And then in the very end, uh, that old crone is just, like, standing in their bedroom and the wife's gone. And she just smiles and oh says something. Oh my god, weird. I love it. Yeah. That is a great that's, that's a great story. That's creepy. Ew. Wow, that's yeah. great, man. That's a really good uh, you know, spooky story. Like yeah. just, did just you write the that details before COVID? <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. But that's really that good. That might be a good one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love I love just like simple little terrifying tales like that, you know. Like you just gave us the yeah. gist of that. You didn't even like, you know, give us all the details and uh and it's still creepy as hell you know what i mean yeah it's kind of like uh i feel like it's like writing a joke um Mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to be funny with like coming up with the short stories Mm -hmm. um that's like the main difference of it but it's kind of a similar you find a weird hook or twist or just a strange idea yeah and that becomes like the premise and it could be really simple kind of like that sneeze thing right right um, w- would you ever want to do something like that? If you could bring your stories to the screen, is that, is yeah, that would, something you want to do? Yeah, I would love that. That'd be really cool. Do you think you would, yeah. you would want to work on that? Like as far as like an indie project or would you want it to be like something that, you know, has money behind it or, uh, I'm kind of open to anything. Money would be nice. Um, but yeah, I'm just, uh, kind of trying to keep my mind open because mm-hmm. it's kind of a weird thing to get your foot in the door with a lot of. Because sure. I've like looked up how to write for Creep Show and stuff like that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, it's almost like you have to be more of an established writer for them right. to even take you seriously. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You should just produce your own. You could make like little horror shorts, you know. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, but what, uh, how many stories do you have about? I have to have. Well, I have about now 
like I would say I don't and I don't know how good all of them are, but probably like three books worth of short short stories. Okay. Maybe. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, well, let's read another confession here, and then we'll get into your favorite anthologies, Jamie. Um, this is from uh, Trevor Meyer, Riverside, California. Quaden. Quaden is a masterpiece. I love the unfinished one with the dead guy in the barrel. LOL. They're really good. Uh, I just feel the, the film's color palette is so great. I love the background skyscapes and the eyes watching the characters. Kabayashi really did such an incredible job using color as a way to really create atmosphere and as a tool to help the storytelling. For a 1964 film, it was so ahead of its time. All the stories are based on old Japanese fairy tales. The Snow Maiden is a classic Japanese tale of folklore. I also recommend reading the book uh, the movie is based on. Even the hair ghost story all originated from old Japanese fairy tales. Japan loved their yokai and yoris and kaju and whatnot. They sure do. They really do. They really do. Uh, are you familiar with that one, Jamie? Because I am not. I am not. What was it called again? It's called Quaden, and it is from 1964. Izzy no, probably I, knows I hadn't all heard of it, actually. <laughs> Definitely not. That's getting real underground. Right. And I don't even know the mainstream. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Sounds cool, though. I like it does that sound idea cool. of color. Um, I'm a very visual person, so I really like that idea of like setting a tone with different colors. And everything. Absolutely. That's right. really cool. Yeah, that sounds like worth checking out. Uh, all right, Jamie, what, tell us about your favorite horror anthologies. Uh, I, I guess I have a few that I liked a lot. Um, I do like Creepshow right now. Um, Twilight Zone. I wasn't a big fan of the remake of the Twilight Zone. I don't know if you saw that it came out like a year ago or so. Uh, yeah, wasn't that Jordan Peele's thing? Yeah, it was Jordan Peele's thing. Uh, and some of the episodes had like really good premises, but I just felt like it was, uh, I don't know, it wasn't the best. It wasn't mm-hmm. the best. I saw a couple episodes. I liked what I saw. There was a guy that did you like? I like the Kumail Nanjiani episode. Did you see that one? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, it's it's basically he's a stand-up comedian. Oh yeah, I did. Really see, terrible. Did. Yeah, yeah, I did see that one. Yeah, and then he he kind of sells his soul. Uh, I forget how it all ends up, but I think they keep killing people so he can like keep. Uh, performing is yeah, basically the I premise. Think it was something like if he talks about you on stage, then you die or something like that. Wasn't that it? Or you like disappear? Yeah, that, or something? that was it. Yeah, 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 that was it. Yeah, it was interesting. And there yeah, was, a, was there a was an one. airplane one too that I thought might actually be another uh, tear at thirty thousand feet, but it, it was something different. I can't remember exactly how it went. I think it was different. I think uh, it was like kind of similar premise, but the guy was freaking out. I. Th- I think I might be wrong, Daddy. He thought there was a terrorist on the plane. Someone like playing with their cell phone. He kept thinking they're trying to detonate a bomb or something. Oh, uh, okay, okay. That's okay. kind of the premise I remember. I'm, right. I could be wrong. And and there was also a a, a brief a Twilight Zone. I think there's been four Twilight Zone TV shows at this point. There's there's the original. There was the '80s yeah. one, which was unconnected to the movie. Strangely, even though they're like the same time. And then there was the yeah. there was like a two thousands one, like an early two thousands one, and I remember it had one with Jimi Hendrix, for some reason. Hmm. Do you remember that, Jamie? 
I'm sorry, cut out for a second. What did you say? Do you remember? The 2000s? Yeah, there's like an early 2000s Twilight Zone. Yeah, I feel like I've seen it, but my uh, recollection is probably kind of fuzzy on it. Okay. I didn't yeah. realize there were so many. I always but, just thought of the black and white one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, they've revived it several times. I feel like the new age one would be but Black I, Mirror. Right, right yeah. Isn't that yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've seen Black Mirror. You have seen Black Mirror. A lot. Well, tell, well there you go. Well, I, didn't know, didn't you? I didn't know that was oh, in the genre. You guys, I don't know. But I'm uh, saying, like, the more you talk about all these older right. series or anthologies, I was like, I guess that would be, that's the modern of one. Of course okay. it is. Well, then I have seen all of Black well, Mirror. What's your favorite Black Mirror? Well, okay, so I'm a very optimistic person, so my favorite one would be like the ones the that one end happy up, one. <laughs> the one that ends on a positive note. I which think is I've actually seen dating. that one. Yeah, that's one of the few I've seen. And they actually like get to the next level, and it's just is kind of like in a fractal way, very like mind warp. It's like you know when you're kind of woke and thinking like, oh, we're just soul tribes going to the next life and incarnating. Mm. And in that sense, it was kind of happy. It's like, oh, right. they passed all the tests and they got to be together. But no, um, I think the fr- the most freaky one to me, again, is like the realistic one, which would be when the woman, I think she was having an affair and they were like driving around, they're drunk and they hit a, a biker mm. when they're, do you remember that? Mm. I can't remember. I think it was in the fourth season. You're not thinking of Ghost Rider? No, that's, no, no, no. They hit the biker and then it just kept, snowballing because then um the guy comes back years later and was like what are we gonna do like we killed this guy and i can't take it anymore so she ends up killing him and she keeps like killing people and like having to cover it up and somebody comes from um the insurance company and apparently during this is in the future so they like you can go into someone's memory and see what they saw so she comes over and she's trying to cover up her you know, but you can't like lie because they can literally take part of your memory to see right. what you saw. And yeah. anyway, she keeps trying to cover up her past crimes by killing more people. And it's, but she's a family woman. She has a kid and she's right, right. working in the public and she's trying yeah. to like hide all of these things. It just keeps snowballing. And by the end, I mean, they're coming to knock down the door to, I mean, the cops are coming to get her at her child's recital to like lock her away for all these. Murders. Wow. That's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, I like stuff like that. Have you seen that one, Jamie? I have. That that's the one in the very end. She kills everyone. Um, right, and then they finally catch her. I don't know if I should spoil it because there was a guinea pig in the room that saw it, and oh. they look into that guinea pig's memory. Right, because she kills the fa- the lady that comes to try to take her memory that works for the insurance company. Uh-huh. She goes after her family. Because uh, she's like, oh my God, she's going to tell the cops. And yeah, uh, so that's what he's talking goodness. about. Wow. It kind of sounds like I, I know what you did yeah. last summer, but it went a different route after mm-hmm. the initial killing. Could you imagine if people can, in the future, they're going to start to like. Oh, man. Go into <laughs> brains. <laughs> oh, my God. I, it'll be just reports. more, it'll just be more embarrassing than anything for me. <laughs> <laughs> like, if they can like see what I've been thinking all this time. Like, Well, they can't see. I don't think they could see what you were thinking. They could only see what you saw okay all right i'm clear on that front yeah. though yeah but that's the part yeah. okay so that's say why the- if jimmy like murders someone in here has a drug deal and then they go to you and you can't even lie about it because they're going to take what you saw right 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 yeah, dude, and you better fucking lie about it bro. <laughs> well, hey, what do you want me to do you better they at least see try, my dude. memory you buddy. better try dude. like this doesn't count as breaking the code they can <laughs> see my freaking memory okay i'm not six nine in it over here i would love to know though what is your jamie what's your favorite uh black mirror uh 
I don't know. There's a lot of great ones. The first one, for some reason, like traumatized me in a good way. The one where the guy has to like uh, have sex with the pig. Yeah, that what? one was pretty disturbing. It's like a black, that's, it's that's a black the, male. That's it's, it's the, a politician, right? That's the premise yeah, of this brilliant like existential show. Yeah, that like, was the first one. You gotta too. have sex yeah. with a pig. That's his. Yeah. That was the first episode, right? It's the first right? episode. Why does he have to have sex with a pig? It's a blackmail thing. He's a, a political figure, and I can't remember. It's been a long time since I saw the first episode, but he's basically yeah. a political figure, and someone blacks mail, blackmails him about something and says, you can either let people know about this. Or, <laughs> or behind can... door number two. Yeah. <laughs> well, how do you... Oh. What are they going to blackmail him worse th- with that's worse than having sex with the pig? That's the thing that oh, you're going to get blackmailed with. I, th- I think I remember it. Uh, I might get a few details wrong, but I'm pretty sure they stole the daughter of the royal family, and he's the prime minister of England. Oh, that's what it was. Uh, or they kidnapped her, so they kept saying they were going to murder her if he didn't have sex with Wait, this. Look, on, like, look. On, who, who thinks of that? all the horrific things one could yeah. could blackmail you for? I'd probably be like, just have sex with the pig. All right, I can do that. Was it, you know, dude? Like, honestly, that was my ex- thoughts exactly. I thought it was like, kind of like a weak thing. Yeah, it's it like weak I, I don't prefer it, but I mean, all the other horrible well, things like you could really make me do. Humiliating for a public figure. Not yeah. a few. Not was a few. Was he doing really it on like, the BBC? I'm pretty sure he had to do it in front of like. No, he had to do it on national television. Public, yeah, no, exactly. Which, how did they yeah, convince the television to air that? Is the main <laughs> question. But <laughs> Fox would show that absolutely. It's like, listen, listen, let's get out there. But I have to do this. person's life is on the line so how do, how do they stage the televising of the what kind of how do you some p- candles okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh god little fairy williams yeah. facebook live or something can't get enough of your little baby <laughs> little that in the background. How, jamie how did they pre- make this happen on tv i think they're doing some kind of like a streaming like it was a live stream of the event um and he wasn't going to do it if i remember correctly and then they sent him a finger uh, basically saying like we're serious about this. Um, oh yeah, I remember because the the na- the TV yeah. networks didn't know about it. Only he right. knew about it, and he would be because I'm pretty sure the people that were blackmailing him were right. saying. Like, I, I bet Spike don't TV let would have jumped know. at that. Spike, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, so that so does, so what happens when he has sex with the pig? Obviously, they don't show it. So uh, he's uh, if I remember correctly, also I think he's just like so devastated and ashamed because he's a prime minister that did it on tv uh and then in the very end the like kind of extra <laughs> twist yeah. is uh you learn that the the, the guy setting all this up had uh cut off his own finger yeah so uh, well yeah. that was the twist of the plus the, the pig didn't even enjoy it look i'd say you still yeah. that, is, that is your daughter man yeah. if, if you pig. if your daughter's life is on the line and you have to have sex with a pig a national tv i don't care what political level you're at you man up you swallow a <laughs> bottle of viagra yep <laughs> oh and a bottle of whiskey and a bottle of whiskey <laughs> and you and, and you make it a sh- you sell it i, I thought i would have sold it like i would have like gone just to piss them you off. may as well don't you think you that would kind of well. piss them off if like their big thing was like, oh you got to fuck a pig you're like yeah. jokes on you motherfucker i wanted to right. fuck this pig, now bitch. now you're like really into f- yeah you're like i've been waiting for this excuse yeah, like thanks dude life. you got another one that would have just <laughs> but that's what i like about black mirror is like there's always some kind of moral dilemma yeah like do you so fuck a pig or not? to reality it's just right. the dark side of what's already happening or what yeah. is so close to a, you know going to happen with all of our advances in technology and right like right that. yeah absolutely absolutely no i think it's great what's your favorite 
Uh, I don't know that many of them. I there was one with an egg where a, a man's soul or a woman's soul was trapped in an egg. Do you remember that? Like a digital uh, egg, and and some some like sadistic guy was like in control of it. This is Black Mirror. You're talking yeah, about, yeah, yeah. And he like did a th- he like uh, he's like you know what I'm gonna give you another like six years to think about this or something. And he's like turns it off and then turns it back on and it's been like six years and this he's like let me out. Do you remember what season this was from? Because I don't know if I I've seen no this idea. one. I feel like that was a pretty early one. Yeah, because yeah. I vaguely remember that. There's a bunch of similar ones that are yeah. kind of like all like somebody like in right. some prison of time and yeah. dimension. Right. Yeah. Like the girl that goes to the museum in the middle of the desert and like her mm. father's trapped in there or something like that. Yeah, huh. yeah, they're all good ones. I that, like that one. That was a good one. Have you seen the current season? No, I don't think with so. With Miley Cyrus, that's another positive ending. I that's thought. a positive ending. I, I was referring to the one with uh, the two dudes. It was the all the one with oh. like the all black cast or whatever. That was like a big thing that they made a thing. They were playing uh, video games together. Yeah, and, and then. then they started, they kind of, that's like based like, I don't know, four and a half months in the future at this point where right, you can right. like virtually yeah. be in a video game right. as the, then they're playing like, like Street Fighter. Your, yeah. They have their virtual reality headsets on. Right. Yeah. But it feels, but it yeah. like you link it up to your body. So like you can feel every sensation. So yeah. you, if well, you get punched, feel you feel that? Whatever. I don't think you like actually get the, I don't know how. First it works, of all, dude. every dude is going to spend the first six years of that immersed in pornography. They're well, not going to play well, Street that's, Fighter. That's where the <laughs> that's plot is. All right, so happens? these two bros, um, I call it Super Smash Bros. This episode, but <laughs> because uh, they're in this fighting game, and one of them plays as like the the Asian chick from Street Fighter, like right, for right. her name, and yeah, the other yeah. guy plays as like a dude fighter, uh-huh. and then they start fighting, and then they just start like making out, and eventually they start banging. And so for the next like couple of months, these two dudes who were like bros, but they just in real life they're bros. In real life they're bros, but in the video game they're fucking. And so they just like link up every do, night. Do they not realize you can just play the computer in those games? You don't have to have two players. The, you know, I I thought the same. It was a, it was kind of a weird. It was episode. weird because then they started being like, well, wait a minute. And then it got awkward between them because they both have like, you know, right. spouses yeah. or whatever and so then the, at one point they were like, should we try to see if this is a thing between us? And they yeah. literally like meet up in the middle of the night and try to like kiss each other yeah. to be like, is this a thing? And okay. they're like, no, doesn't it's work. definitely not a it thing. It only works when you're a smoking hot Asian chick, bro. Sorry to tell you. Well, But their spouses and girlfriends are just like, what is going on? Because like mm-hmm. something's clearly, they were basically like cheating on their spouses with each other, but through a video game. Virtually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, virtually. Well, I I would say that's that's going to happen pretty soon, and and you know I do think like people are probably going to be able to hook up virtually, like in different parts of the world and stuff like that, and look they they'll be able to have their partner look however they want, you know. Yeah. So that's yeah. going to open a whole world of. So well, you to make it worse when you're still a virgin. You're, a, I don't know what. <laughs> like, like, I imagine there's going to be people that are suck so much they're not even going to be able to lose their virginity virtually, and it's just going to fucking suck. Like, did I want to even fuck you in a video game? Well, well, number one, number one, it should, if we get to that technology, it should be just dudes with dudes and girls with girls. You think so? If if one can be a virtual dude, it, because it's, guys, we should be doing it together all the time. You think we, so? We're yeah. filthy as hell. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. it's, we all, we're all obsessed with our penises. We want the yeah. same thing. We shouldn't be involving women in that. Yeah, we I should agree. not I be, agree. like. Yeah, like women like in be this subjecting you to that of, kind of thing. Right. Like it's like, why aren't we bees, just... Like female, or bees, all mm. worker bees, and the queen bee, they're all female. Right. 
the men are just there to supply their sperm. Sure. That's all. Sure. Which is and I, I mean, that's essentially what's going to. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I don't, I don't, I honestly, not to make this too weird, but I honestly don't see why women don't just date each other exclusively. You know, like it's like. And get sperm if you donors. Can, I do yeah, know like, a, a girl. I don't. It was like a friend. I met her once. It was like a friend of a friend, right. like a coworker. And I met her daughter, and I, w- I thought they were super cute. They had, like, the same matching. I was like, oh, you guys are so, you're, like, twinsies. And she's like, yeah, I wish she looked like me. And I was like, oh, does she look more like her father? And she's like, uh, I don't really know. I had a sperm donor. And I yeah. thought she was joking, but she was very serious. Right. She was just like, yeah. it's great. I have my own kid. You know, yeah. I date, but, like, I don't have to right. deal with, like, you know, baby daddy drama or anything right. like that. Like, That's, she just yeah. had a child on her own with a sperm right. donor. She's happy. And yeah. I'm like, cool. yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Note to self. That's a. I, I knew I grew up with a kid like that too. Mm. His name was Paul. He's weird, weird kid. Only mom. Oh uh, yeah. Only with single mom. mom. Only mom. Paul was single a single mom. mom. Paul was yeah. I our yeah, friend our friend uh, Dorian slash um, Violet Gray mm-hmm. had a good joke. I don't know if if they still do this one, uh, where where they're kind of like you know I think it's. I think it's gross when two men are together, but I also think it's gross when a woman is with a man. Like that's a dude, you know? Like what are you doing? It's disgusting. What are you doing with a man? Yeah, that's you... hilarious. That's just good. <laughs> Sorry, Jamie, we went off on a little tangent there. Yeah. We were discussing having sex with a pig. <laughs> Jamie, I really liked um, what you were talking about. I, I'm not a comedian, but I'm friends with a lot of comedians, and I really admire like the development and like the writing that they do and everything. It was interesting when you started talking about like your writing for these uh, shorts that the short stories that you're doing. Um, do you ever incorporate comedy into your shorts, or do you, is it strictly like there's parallels, but you kind of like keep them separate? Yeah, I almost feel like um, when I like try to not have any humor in in the stuff I'm writing, it it's way harder to write. Like I feel like I get a lot more mental blocks. And also, it's it's not really as true to life if there's not like little funny things going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try to have, I try to have some humor in them, like not over the top or anything. Um, but yeah, and then sometimes I've like if I want a really strange character, I might just like make him or her say a joke that I've written that never worked on stage or something mm-hmm. in conversation, so it doesn't sound like. A, a joke is just more of like a weird idea they're saying. Hmm. Um, so I've done that before. Nice. Do you, uh, are you yeah. planning on like self publishing these or how are you going to get them out there? Uh, or are they already out there? Uh, I'm actually, I joined something called the Horror Writers Association. Okay. Um, so I'm doing this like mentorship program and uh, I just sent this guy who, I guess he's like more established some of my stories. Um, and then I'm just going to ask him all about publishing and stuff like that awesome yeah awesome cool um let's see we have one more confession here this is from uh katie liz from nashville tennessee a former guest from the true crime campfire jamie have you heard of the true crime campfire podcast no it's a good one they're i'm really jealous they're like brand new and they're already like leaving me completely in the smoke and I hate him for it. Um, she saw one called XX. Have you heard of that? Double X. Uh, Double X is a horror anthology with four films written and directed by women. Jovanka Vukovic, Vukovic, Annie Clark, Roxanne Benjamin, and Carolyn Kusama. 
The films range in content, and each addresses different aspects of the horror womanhood, horror of womanhood. Feeling inadequate as a parent, the inability to trust your partner because of your trauma, trying and failing to be all things to all people, and lastly, what happens when you and your friends stumble upon an ancient cave holding a mysterious secret, a monstrous secret in the desert. I think a lot of women can relate to that one. I thought it was everything an anthology film should be, a box of chocolate where everyone can get a taste of something they love. Well, I'll put at the end there. Uh, that's that sounds awesome. I can't wait to read those. It's, it's I, a I movie. Totally it's a movie. Oh, it's a it's a movie yeah. with all of those elements. Well, it was, written, it was written by four different women. But I'm saying all the elements that you just re- read off, I feel like resonated with me. So I didn't I read mean, anything about an elephant. What? No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I said ele- elements. <laughs> right. Right. Sorry. Right. Um, <laughs> Did I say that? Was there an elephant story in here? No. <laughs> no. It's a it's a movie, and it looks really. I actually watched the trailer when she sent this. And it looks really good. I want to see it. But That's awesome. uh, well, let's 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 get your your take on that real quick, Izzy. With do you? Uh, there is kind of almost a sub genre of like things that are horrific for women within. That's why I was reading or right. listening to you read that, and I was like, oh, I could actually resonate. And maybe right. that might be why I so like what you were saying before. If it's like all dudes, or it's like too much testosterone, I don't mm-hmm. mind a little bit. Mm-hmm. of like the male perspective but when it's saturated sure. the same way like if i'm listening to comedy sure i want to hear a variety i want to mm-hmm. hear people of different backgrounds and cultures and yeah. ethnicities and male and female right. i want to hear to get a perspective on all humans right. so listening to that it's like oh maybe that's why i didn't really get into all this horror before or like that mm-hmm. genre of you know all the yeah. things that you talked about in the past We're- because i want Variety, and I feel like that has stuff that hasn't been done before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is have you ever seen Rosemary's Baby? No. A lot of women tell I've me that's it, like the scariest horror movie they've ever seen. What is the premise of that? Um, that this woman is uh, the, her husband and the cult he belongs to in this new building they moved to are conspiring against her to have Satan's baby. Um, oh God! Yeah, based on a true story. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, they, uh, <laughs> oh my god! They, um, yeah, they, she's impregnated with the de- by the devil, basically, and she thinks it's her husband. I can't get into any of that satanic. I'm sorry. I really, can't. that's creeps you out. I've just, I'm a Christian. I can't get into the satanic, demonic type of stuff. What about like I Exorcist? Yeah, no. Because it I scares just, you, or because you just like just, don't want to endorse it. I just don't even want to put that kind of stuff in my brain. Right, right. But I did see this movie called "It's All About Kevin," and it kind of. I mean, not that yeah. it was like the the devil, but do you did you yeah, see that, that movie? A lot of people have compared those two films. Yeah. yeah. So I did watch that, and mm-hmm. I was like, but I didn't know what I was getting into when I watched that movie. That was freaky. Right. Like that terrifies me. It makes me not yeah. want to have a kid. Yeah. Sue like, what if Sue you have a kid that's thing, like yeah. that that you hate? Yeah. That I mean, hates that you. is like a sociopath. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's freaky. I know. It can happen. Uh, have you guys seen that one? Jamie or, or Jimmy? No. There's Mary's Baby? Or? There's something about Kevin. That's there's, something about, about Kevin. there's something about Kevin. I like the part where he gets the, the semen in his hair and he does the... Oh, yeah. That's a classic scene. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy hasn't seen it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm referring to there's something about Mary. Is it Jamie? Oh. <laughs> Wait, have you Omen? seen... Yeah. Have you heard of that, uh, Jamie? It sounds like J- Jimmy hasn't. Of course I haven't. Uh, I've heard of the movie. I've never seen it. It's like one of those ones that I always almost watch when right. I see it on Netflix or anything, but yeah. then I don't for whatever reason. Right. Yeah. I feel like it's very subtle. So it's basically like this woman has a kid. It's her only son, right? Mm-hmm. Or no, no, no. I think it's 
Does he have a brother? I, I don't think know. I think she didn't even really want to have a kid. At first. Like she was kind of like pressured into yeah, it. Wasn't she's she? not really the mom nurturing type, but yeah. she tried with this kid. And ever since he was younger, he was just like, there's something off about yeah. him. And she's like, is it me? Am I just not a motherly nurturing type? Right. And right. then all of a sudden, like, well, not all of a sudden, it slowly creeps in. Like he keeps doing all these like really weird anti-social behavior and yeah. i've worked in the psych field for a long time so i was like oh he's gonna be a sociopath <laughs> when he gets older you know like messing with animals and yeah you know just yeah, doing things that are like pigs. you have no empathy whatsoever right and it just gets more and more scary like i yeah. would be terrified to have a child like that yeah 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 um well what's what are some other anthologies that you like jamie well, I grew up watching Goosebumps. I don't know. Did you oh, guys both yes. watch Goosebumps? You know, I, I, that was a little bit after my time. I don't know why I wasn't into the books, though. I was prime age for those, and I loved horror and stuff at that age. For some reason, I just never read them. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. Maybe that I was, was just a little bit too old. Yeah. yeah I was going to say, you guys might be, you two might be a little bit younger. I felt like by the time, they like, I feel like my peers read them, but they were a little childish for mm. my age, I guess. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I was They weren't, like, that. scary. It was That's just kind of, like... I do remember my sisters had, I think like before Goosebumps, R.L. Stein just had a bunch of like young adult horror novels and one was called Cracked, I think. And I remember like, you remember those like terrifying book covers from the like 80s and 90s that yeah. just, like it was like a, a woman like staring into a cracked mirror and it just freaked me out. I don't think I ever read <laughs> yeah. it though. He's, well, he's actually a cool guy. Uh, I follow him on like oh, nice. social media. Nice. Stuff. We should try to interview him or something. Yeah, R.L. Stein. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, let's go. Let's Dude, that'd be try. freaking awesome. Yeah, let's yeah. give it a try. R.L. Stein. <laughs> I bet we could. I've heard. I don't uh, know, but. There's this weird story where like a fan reached out to him and um, something like she said she's made him a cake and he actually met the person in in person and sat down and ate cake with her. That's so it's cool. like wow. It's just like how nice of a guy. He's one of those kind of characters. Awesome. Yeah, Mike, awesome. send him a cake. <laughs> be on your podcast. Jamie, you saw that um, they actually were streaming all the Goosebumps anthology, the TV show on Netflix recently. Did you see that? Oh, right. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't rewatched them actually since I was like growing up. They're but, uh, I'll check my nephew, out. my little nephew, likes them. They're good, man. They're all made in Canada for some reason. So that all the actors are like these kids. First of all, kid actors piss me off in sure, general. Usually, yeah. Um, Except for that Jerry Maguire kid, just there's, adorable. There, yeah, there's a couple. There's a couple kids right. actors that are good, but most of them just annoy me. Cousin Oliver. But when you mix in the Canadian accent, it's just too much. Right. Wait, so how are the Goosebumps uh, actors? Compared to Ghost Rider. Do you remember Ghost Rider? <laughs> that, was, that was right after me, too. That was pretty cheesy. Ghost Rider or Ghost Rider? Ghost Rider. Oh. Like, there was literally a ghost that came up and started, like, typing out their heart, right. like, their goosebumps. Oh, is that sword. what that was? Yeah. I yeah. always thought it was, like, a, a nerdy, like, PBS show about, like, writing. Right, but there was, like, a... I thought they did was, scary stories uh, really? or something like that. Like, a ghost literally came... Like, a ghost. From my, per, from my memory... If memory serves, I thought I thought that's what it was going to be about, and I was like, "Wait a minute, are they trying to teach me?" And then I yeah. jumped ship. And maybe I, I just made yeah. that in my memory. I remembered it as a. <laughs> well, it's called Ghost Writer. I mean, you're probably right. Yeah. yeah, but I just remember it being really cheesy. Yeah, like those actors. Did you watch Ghost Writer, Jamie? No, I used to watch. Are you afraid of the dark? Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that, that one. Was, yes. mm-hmm. I can that tell Jamie must be my age. Jamie, how old are you? I'm uh, 33. 
Okay, I'm 28, but I could tell we were in the same ballpark because all these shows that you're mentioning yeah, are shows right. I grew up yeah. on. Well, Are You Afraid of Dark was definitely my era, too. No, dude, it was ours. It was our age range, okay? <laughs> right, Back me. off. <laughs> I do remember that one, though. I do. I that was, like, slightly when I felt a little like a baby for watching Nickelodeon, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I didn't, you didn't want to admit to watching Nickelodeon at that age. Yeah. If you were cool like me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> cool. Yeah. Watching Nick Jr. over here. Yeah. <laughs> they would always sit around Maya the campfire. The Wasn't that? It? Like, are you afraid of the dark? They would yeah. sit around the campfire. Submitted the theme for your song approval. Was creepy. What was the theme song? Ooh, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, that was good. And the lighter would go off. <laughs> yeah. You know, there was a good show. I don't know if you remember this, Jamie, but you might be, this might be a little bit after your time. But there was a show on the Disney Channel called So Weird. Do you remember that? Oh, that was, that was probably after me. It was uh, it was good. There was one episode about a banshee, and it was kind of the same thing. Just like scary, this girl had was like this psychic chick, and she would always not that so Raven, different chick. Yeah, and uh, she was always running. <laughs> that's so these, banshee. That's so banshee. But yeah, there was a every episode was a different scary wait, story. Wait, was that so Raven about a psychic girl? <laughs> yeah, she, but she was only psychic for like uh, four point eight seconds every episode. She would just have a vision <laughs> into the future of something happening, and then it would happen. Wow, it's I like, had no well, idea that it had like this uh, existential terror built into this. Yeah, that's what made her. That's what made wow. it so Raven, dude. Oh, that's yeah. I so never Raven. watched that either. I just remember it was the girl from the Cosby Show, and yeah. then she grew up and said a lot of weird things in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah, uh, yeah. I think she was on The View for a while or something. Was mm-hmm. she really? <laughs> yeah. I think so. Was she psychic on, on that? that? Yeah, the fact that she could see into the future uh. really messed up her whole present time sure. commentary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? See, it doesn't make any sense if you can see into the future, because then you can change it, and therefore it's not the future. Or can you? Well, oh, or can you? Oh, speaking of that, did I, I showed you that, right? On the way home oh, from yeah, a band practice. Oh, yeah, that was practice. interesting. Yeah. What was the premise of that again, real quick? Okay, so first like of all, a I don't kind know of thing. what physicist this was. I'll have to look it up so you guys can reference it later. But basically, the whole theory <laughs> that he was talking about was like, I can't even remember. Time it's relativity. And, and are things predetermined. Right, but I can't remember the exact term because it's that's what he was saying. He was right. like, if it were uh, like a a better term people would probably use it in movies and things like that but it's part of the theory of relativity where it's basically saying if two people but it, it has to happen at like really really high speeds but like say andromeda the closest galaxy to us uh-huh. say there were like space invaders that were going to come and attack us and then there's like two different uh, po- uh moving things like you and i are moving through space going to high five each other depending on where we are, like you might think that the space invaders haven't even left yet. And uh, I think that they left yesterday. Was it Lorentz? Lorentz contractions? Uh, no. But basically saying that like, this person thinks that the, that it didn't happen yet, that right. it's about to happen. And this person thinks it already happened. Yeah. And they're both right. Meaning that the future is already happened before yeah. we experience it. Because the speed of light is the speed of causality, nothing can happen faster than the speed of light. So like, for instance, if the sun blew up right now, right. it takes we're eight and a half light minutes from the sun. It takes the light from the sun eight and a half minutes to get to Earth. So if the sun blew up right now, it wouldn't affect us for another eight and a half minutes. So in reality, on Earth, the sun hasn't blown up yet. 
But if you were standing at the sun, then it has blown up yet. But exactly. it would take eight and a half minutes. So there's I... other places in the universe, or there's many universe. But it's just it's just that we wouldn't Tyson, but... we wouldn't see it for eight minutes. I mean, isn't that the same as like if I throw a baseball at you? Uh, I've thrown the baseball, but it hasn't hit you yet. Right, you threw the baseball, and he. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, you guys are standing close enough to see that it's coming. Basically, saying that like the future already happened. Or that it's like your perception, like your reality is like of time is like passing through what already happened. Right. So that's why maybe psychics or visionaries can like feel that there's already something that's coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, it doesn't really work on like this level where we're all just sitting here still. Yeah, I'm not. It quite happens at high grasping speeds. it, but, it, but because I'll, we're all all of our perception of time, if your perception of time is based off of like motion, first of all, like that's why if you travel at the speed of light, you don't experience time, right? You know, it's like the difference in simultaneity. I forget the term of it, but it's basically saying that like neither one is wrong. Like if we're driving in a car, right? And we're sitting across the car, and I toss a base. The car is moving 60 miles per hour down the road. And I'm sitting next to you on the seat, and I toss you a baseball. To an outside observer, that baseball is traveling this direction, but also 60 miles per hour that direction. But to the two people in the car, it's just traveling from me to you. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's kind of like a metaphor. Well, I'll tell you this. This is how I – this is what I think about. By using that type of relativity – doesn't that mean that we could say the sun revolves around the earth? Like, couldn't, um, couldn't you say the earth stands still and everything in the universe perception. revolves that's around it? That's just a perception, though. Yeah, that's but why can't you say that? Like, if, if you're on earth, then isn't that, like, isn't it all from relative I'm to sure where you are? I'm sure people a long time ago did think that. Yeah, they well, did. They definitely did. Yeah, but, there still but are But now sun. we know. Oh. But, but isn't it relative? Like, from the if you're at the sun, then it looks like everything's revolving around the sun. But if you're on earth, it's like everything... Well, yeah, that's why they thought that for the longest right, time. Right, exactly. And why isn't it true? Hence why every Just single... Just because one's bigger? Well, because if it's like if you're looking at a wheel, right? If you look at a tire driving down the road, you can obviously see that the tire rotates around right. the axle, you know, right. not the other way around, Yeah. you know? But yeah, from that base point, we're all the center of the universe because I've only ever interpreted the universe from my own So take that, But that's Galileo. actually true. The, so I watched this, um, tw- it's maybe like a 25 or so minute... Um, it's a mixture between a planetarium mm-hmm. set. It, anyway, it was at the um, Einstein Planetarium down at the Air and Space Museum. I saw it a couple years ago, and I went down and saw it again because it was so good. It was Neil deGrasse Tyson commentary. It's called Dark Universe, and they had all of these like images from the Hubble te- uh, Space Telescope, whatever. And he ba- he breaks it all down. By the end of it, you're realizing that like no matter where you are in the universe, you're in the center of another universe, and it just mm-hmm. kept going mm-hmm. and going, and it looked like cells in a body. When right, you, like, right, right. Zoom out, yeah, fractally, mm-hmm. yeah. And I was like, oh, so God. so you guys would say the peyote is probably kicking in right about now. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I was born like this. I don't even need drugs. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jamie. Sorry. sorry. About that. Uh, what else do you would you like to discuss as far as anthologies? What, give us your favorite anthologies: Goosebumps, Twilight Zone, Black Mirror, um, uh, Tales from the Red, Crypt, Red Shoe Diaries. Would, yeah, sorry. Tales from the Crypt. I would watch when I go to like my cousin's house to sleep over because mm-hmm. they had HBO. So that nice. one really creeped me out as a kid. Well, uh, I remember I they, they started. Yeah, they started showing them on Fox though, like censored versions at like ten o'clock. On at least they did it where I lived. When I was yeah. a kid, it would always come on at midnight, and I tried so hard to stay up, but I would yeah. always fall asleep yeah. like right after he did that. 
Dude, I'll tell you what was the most terrifying was um was it Tales from the Dark Side? Is that what it's called? Yeah, that was another one. Like the outros <laughs> to that were the most terrifying part. I remember me and my friend like rented a, v- a video of like four or five episodes, and uh, there's like some voice at the end that's like, "Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight." <laughs> it was horrifying. <laughs> and there's a really good Stephen King one in that called "Sorry Right Number." Have you ever heard of that one, Jamie? No, I haven't actually. Where like a woman uh, gets a phone call, and it's like somebody crying and like. You gotta help him. He's gonna die, and then like her husband dies from a heart attack, and then she finds herself picking up the phone and calling herself and being like, "You gotta help him. He's gonna die." Oh shit! Ooh, and it just yeah. keeps repeating. Well, no, it just once. <laughs> but I, I guess it would. It, you know, I love those when they do that. Fractal. When like yeah. you pass through and then you realize what? that that original message was from you. Right, right. That's sure. the thing about a lot of these. For some reason, with with like horror shorts, it's more accepted to like play with the laws of physics and reality, you know, than than like in horror movies or novels. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's why Did, our conversation was relevant because that's the kind right. of stuff that freaks me out. Is that could that happen? Yeah, there's another really good one um, on the on the '80s Twilight Zone where a man uh, who's a writer all of a sudden words like mean something else. Like somebody's like, uh, so Phil, did you uh, did you pick up the sa- the uh, the walrus today? And he's like, what? The walrus yeah. that you said you were going to pick up. <laughs> and then like as he goes, words keep changing into different words. Uh, some, like some Jedi stuff. Yeah, like the, and the whole world is you know uses words differently. Jeez. And that- then by the end, he just accepts it and just sits down and starts to like learn the new words. Wow, that sounds like a metaphor uh, for 2020, dude. Yeah, <laughs> totally. You seen that like one? There was a tree. Yeah, I, I have it. But do you remember that one uh, Simpsons Treehouse of Horror where I feel like, it, and it was uh, based off like a Ray Bradbury short story um, called Sound of Thunder, where they step on a butterfly in the past. Oh yeah, like yeah. In, in the time of dinosaurs, then they go back to the present time, and all the stuff is messed up. Yeah, yeah. The butterfly. Uh, that right. kind of remind me of that and that. A uh, short story I also made the uh, butterfly effect was like inspired by that too. Cool, so it's kind of weird. Yeah, that's a classic yeah. Simpsons one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything's like perfect and they're all rich and everything, but then Marge is like, "What's a donut?" And he's like, "No!" <laughs> and then at the yeah. very end, they're they're like, "Everything's normal except for they like use their tongues to eat like snakes." <laughs> and he's like, "Eh, close enough." <laughs> <laughs> I love that idea of like different. Like us existing in different dimensions, and like what are what are the four of us doing right now in right. another galaxy somewhere else? That's that's the weirdest thing about life inside. Like we live in this era where like you know science is more pronounced and accepted than ever, but it's opened up such a huge bag of questions that it's almost like there's more mystery than when people lived in like the world of mysticism. You know, the more, you know, the more, you know, you don't know. Mm. Mm -hmm. Pandora's box. It just keeps going. That is powerful. I thought so. Um, yeah. Go ahead, Jamie. Oh no, I was just going to say that, um, this kind of like the black mirror thing with the technology. And I I feel like it's kind of linked to the science, but I don't know if you guys saw that episode where, um, it was like, if, if the social media people were upset with someone and they were uh, like commenting about it, basically like the cancel culture thing. Oh yeah. Um, then all these, these hornets, these like robot hornets will go after the person and kill them. 
Wow. Do you remember that? Robot oh, I'm getting yeah. two of them confused because I remember like the I remember the Hornet one, but I also remember murder the Hornets. the murder yeah. Hornet. But I remember yeah. the other one where it was like I would walk by you and be like, "Oh, that Mike Moran, two stars," and then like <laughs> oh, yeah. two and stars, then and then your clout starts going down. No, yeah, I wouldn't like do that to you. Score. Yeah. It was like a social credit score, or whatever. Yeah, and it which just they actually have in worse. China. Really? Right? really? They actually have like a rating system for like, and if you get below a certain thing, you can't like get a credit card and no. stuff like that. Oh, swear to God. It was oh, like well, a you're social saying, well, clout we have that here. score credit, almost. Credit scores. Yeah, but, yeah, I'm but talking this was about, like, like a cl- social like, clout type of thing. And there was like an, um, a hologram almost right. like walking beside you. <laughs> Basically like, oh, well, that person. hopefully like they don't stars. base it off of our uh, podcast numbers and reviews. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would suck. <laughs> I mean, essentially yeah. that's a dark, that's what Black Mirror is about. It's like, it is reality. Yeah. That is happening right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. People can look you up in a quick Google search. I'm going to go on a date. I'm going to like right. go stalk this guy to make sure he's not like a total Maybe. weirdo. Stalker. Yeah. Stalker. And of I'm course, stalk I never make it past the Googling phase of that portion. So. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Well, I <laughs> and I'll tell you, it suck if your last name was like Dahmer or something too. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I learned, I learned recently that you know how all the serial killers seem to have three names? Mm-hmm. It's uh because like so the newspapers can't get sued, basically. Really? So like, yeah, because it makes like more specificity. Like Henry Lee Lucas is less likely to get confused with someone named Henry Lucas. Interesting. So, yeah, I thought that was pretty weird. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. Working in, I do public health research by day, and you know sometimes we have to we have to go through a lot of measures to, to try to track people down. I mean, it's been like it's a longitudinal study, so it might be like ten, fifteen years. Right. Um, and it is, it's really hard to find people. I mean, just by, I've learned how to stalk. I get, I, I teach myself how to like ethically track people sure. down, but essentially it is, it's stalking and it is really hard when they're, when people have like a pretty, common yeah, I, I've heard that if you want to like fake your own death, you should choose a name like, uh, like, um, Juan Rodriguez or something that like a million people have. Yeah. And then you'll be the only white guy named Juan Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on you immediately. Yeah, let's try again. <laughs> oh, do over. Do over. <laughs> All right. Anything have, else we want to ask? Seen, Go ahead, Jamie. Oh, I was just gonna, I was just gonna mention, have you seen that movie Trick or Treat? That's like a pretty good Oh, that's good a good anthology. one. That is a good one. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that came out probably like 2008 or so, I think. Yeah, that's a good one. It has like a cult following. Mm-hmm. I think one of the stories this guy's like killing trick or treaters is uh, that was a pretty creepy story. What happened? If I remember. Uh, oh, I think it was just it was that was kind of like the thread one that went through a lot of them. So um, I forget what the actor's name is, but he was just murdering children. I'm pretty sure. Okay. And he would, uh, and then he also had a kid though. So like the kid would kind of like walk out in the backyard and see him burying a body and he'd like <laughs> tell him to go back inside and like eat his candy and stuff. Uh, I think that one just like Father continued the through the story. Yeah. What, was I, he I'm like luring sure he these children inside when they came to knock on the door or what was happening? Yeah. They all kind of knew him from, if I remember correctly, from just like being a neighborhood kind of regular guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, but he was murdering everyone. Oh, and then he eventually, terrifying. Yeah. I, I remember a story in that one where didn't a bunch of parents like have their kid like the kids of like um uh how do how do I say this uh challenged children got them all into a bus and like had them go over a cliff. Uh, yeah, I think that was one of them. I've <laughs> 
And then they like that came back like, to life and got revenge or something like that. Yeah. If, a lot, was, a lot of, yeah, I'm not saying I would challenge ever when kill they came a child, back to life. <laughs> but if I were someone who was like into killing people, sure. I would not want to kill like 20 or 30 people all at once. That's not satisfying. How do you know? <laughs> if it is, if you're into killing people. No, if I was into killing, wouldn't you want to kill one person at a time? Wait, there's all, you can't put these killers in a box. Everybody's yeah, you're right. different. You're totally right, Mike. Well, I, think I was being very judgmental. It's kind of like, I would imagine the best way I can think of is like maybe if you compare it to sex, where it's like, would you... You don't want to have sex with 30 people at once. That's what I'm saying. Like, would you rather have sex with 30 different people at different times? Or maybe you're into having sex with 30 people at once. That's true. And I that's think why maybe I like three right. people is a more... Yeah, I don't think you have the home. option of being in... Who's, who's able to be into having 30 people <laughs> have sex with 30 uh, once? That's just kind of what girl, I'm into. You any know? girl, really? If you think about it? <laughs> yeah. Literally any girl could round up 30 guys. Well, that's that's. I true. wouldn't say you'd but, be able to do it in a day, but if you sent out some Facebook messages, yeah, hey, yeah, that's very. You true. could do it. That's very. I true. couldn't. You couldn't do it. Nobody right. could do it. Well, Girls, you you're right. I was looking at serial killers like I am at my own. Like I'm into monogamy. Like so you if normally... I were a serial killer, I would <laughs> want to take my time on right, one. Right. Yeah. You're and not like all those other girls that like having sex with 30 men yeah. at once. You'd kill one guy and you'd stay that way for the rest of your life. Just that one <laughs> so guy. Like, consider me old fashioned, but <laughs> anyway, I just like that. I've never heard of anything like that. Like someone going out of their way to kill 30 children by driving a bus off a cliff. Is, well, is well I mean, saying? it was a story. It was like yeah. the parents so... all conspired together to have their children that they oh, didn't want. Oh put onto a bus and like told them they were going to go on a field trip or something and like pushed them into the, that the water. Creepy. But then I forget if they survived or they came back from the dead or something, but they, they came back and they, they murdered everybody. I yeah, think. Man, that's bar- bad karma. Yeah. It really yeah. is. That's not, you're not buying yourself good, good points with the universe. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if they considered that. I mean, that's like the first, the first rule of karma is like, do not murder special needs kids. Yeah. That's terrible. And, yeah. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, a lot of them, I feel like the hook always is that someone who's, like, awful and basically always comes back to them. Like, yeah. even that creep show with uh, Ted Danson, how he came back. Mm-hmm. And I remember this one, Tales from the Crypt, where I don't remember the specifics, but it was, like, one I saw when I was a kid, um, where this, like, convict uh, murders someone uh, and, like, escapes, and he's just, like, roaming through the desert. And uh, something happens where he slips and breaks his neck. And uh, so he's just in the middle of the desert and can't move. And this vulture comes and just like slowly starts eating him. Nice. And he's just screaming but can't move. Oh, it's so it's like kind of like the karma Ugh. thing going. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> definitely. Those are the type of scary movies that I like because they're realistic. Um, like there's this really cheesy movie I saw, probably one of the Redbox movies a long time ago, called Frozen. And it wasn't like the Disney movie. Oh, with the, it was the like, ski lift. Yeah. I've never seen that one. I've wanted to. Oh, my God. That was so scary. They basically go up and somehow they're like, yeah, one more round, one more round. Well, they shut it down. There's like a a shift change with the guy running the ski lift. So a guy, his best friend and his girlfriend get stuck up there for the entire weekend. Yeah. And it's so high up that like. Yeah, they can't do anything. I mean, he like broke his leg and then got eaten by wolves. And like it was. Well, don't give it away. There's more to it. There's more to it. Yeah. How do you get eaten by wolves up there? After he gets eaten by wolves, something else happens to him. That, that was just one of them. <laughs> Does he turn into a wolf? Yeah. Werewolf style? He comes My back. friend was like watching that movie. She was like, what is this, 1990? Where's your cell phone? But I right. guess maybe the cell phones didn't work up there. Anyway, that's what's yeah. freaky to me. It was yeah. like yeah. real world stuff. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, things like that definitely are scary. Um, all right. Anything else we want to uh, touch on? <laughs> <laughs> things like that definitely are scary. All right. <laughs> Cave diving. Why, why is there no horror movie about cave diving? Spelunking? Because the term is too stupid. <laughs> it's too stupid to make. Well, it sounds like there. a sexual. Like, yeah. it's like, uh, there is one. It's called The Descent. Have you seen yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about underwater. Underwater uh, cave and, and The Descent has like monsters in it, too. You know, that's not like just about getting stuck. That's true. Yeah, I liked it. It was a good one. Uh, hold up. I must have sneezed everything off. You're like that lady in Jamie's story. Oh, there we go. We're, we should be good now. Oh, God, I have Jimmy growing inside my face now. <laughs> Jimmy Sorry. sneezed onto your butt. It started growing his face. Live from the studio is going to start growing out of confessional. I hope it looks like the one on Jimmy's shirt right now. Oh, uh, the little troll face. Hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, All right. Well, anything else we want to touch on anthology-wise? Jamie, do you, uh, Jamie, do you want to talk any more about your stories or anything? Uh, no, I think that was pretty much most of the stuff. Um, a short story that it wasn't in an anthology, but it's pretty cool. Uh, have you seen that movie, The Box, ever? I believe I remember that. Wasn't it like Nicole Kidman? Like um, you press a, box, uh, yeah. a button in a box and like somebody dies or something, but you get yeah, money. It was oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, the guy delivers this uh, box with a red button on top, um, and he basically tells them if they press the button, they'll get a million dollars, and someone they don't know will die in the world. Um, but that one is based off, like, a short story by, I think he was one of the main Twilight Zone writers okay. that did, like, this Nightmare at 20,000 Feet and all those. Oh, wow. So I just thought that was that was pretty interesting. He wrote, I think it was called the uh, Button Button. It's worth t- checking out. Okay. Yeah. The button button? Yeah, it's called button button. Button That's... comma button. Huh. <laughs> that sounds adorable. That sounds like a game that yeah. Yeah. four-year-olds play, like button, yeah. button button, where's button. my button? That was a game back <laughs> in the 70s. It was called button button, who has the button? Yeah, and everybody yeah. drank soda or whatever, yeah. and then but there would be like a tab of acid in one of oh, them. Oh, you're getting that from Go Ask Alice, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. I read that. I love that <laughs> book. Like what what about Jay's like? Journal? Did you read that one? No, That's a whole episode in and of itself. You guys familiar Jay's with Jay's Journal? Journal? Is that a true story too? Or like yeah, real? but they're both fake. I thought Go Ask Alice it, was kind of... It was of, a lot. It was mostly fake. It was trying to get kids to not do drugs. Yeah, it was okay. mostly rewritten by the lady that said she edited it. And <laughs> Based Jay's on a fake Journal... Story. No, it, the whole it premise of it was journal. like, this is an actual diary of a girl who got addicted to drugs. Ah. But in reality, a lot of it was fabricated. And Jay's journal, almost the entire thing was fabricated except for like a couple pages. And that one gets into like devil worship and like occult stuff. It was like a real satanic panic era book. Nice. Yeah, not into that one. But I <laughs> yeah, did you would think hate of, that one. I did think of another thing though. Sorry to keep making this go on. but That's all right. Uh, the Bandersnatch. Did you guys ever do that? that? I thought that was really cool. The It's basically like choose your own It was adventure. Black Mirror, yeah. But it was a Black Mirror movie, but you had to watch it on oh, yeah. one of your devices where you could choose right, what was happening. Right. I remember hearing wild. about that. That was huge for like 10 minutes. Yeah, it was cool until I realized that I couldn't just pop it on and then like do other shit. You had to interact with you it. You know what I mean? I felt like when I when that first came out, because then also Man vs. Wild uh, also did something like that. It was called You vs. Wild. Where he was like, do you want me to 
eat this piranha or jump off this cave. And you're like, I don't know, dude. Whatever you think is going to make you live. You're supposed to be teaching me. Yeah, don't be and, putting that in our hands. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, Bandersnatch, I think that was based off Bandersnatch, and I think there was a period of time in uh, media history two years ago or one year ago where they really thought that that was going to be like the future right. of of like television was like you get to choose your own destiny but then i think they quickly realized how it would just get to a thing and then you'd be like doing something or like browsing instagram you look up you're like i don't know dude just fucking type x on the computer i don't know like right like when you're watching tv you just want to zone out sometimes and like but i thought it was cool for what it was like i've never seen anything like it it was really neat to be able to be like oh i want to i want him to go with that guy and take an acid trip let's see what happens and then it was like oh that was bad can we like not can we rewind do that over again can we play button button again (laughs) were you you into that one jamie the the bandersnatch I had kind of a similar experience where I started getting frustrated because I just wanted to like watch a show. Uh, oh, okay. Because I kept making the wrong decisions. Like I did, I took the acid, and then he, I think he jumped off a balcony or something. He like killed his friend. So, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And oh. then you have to kind of go all the way back. So I liked it, but at the same time, uh, I did want to just zone out at the end. <laughs> okay. Okay, so for anyone listening, if you want to zone out, don't watch Bandersnatch. Right. If you want to yeah. play a video game movie, <laughs> yeah. if, if you want to not pay attention to something, download this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Great background listening. Absolutely. <laughs> it requires no thinking at all. All right. Uh, well, let's go ahead and wrap this up. This was an excellent podcast, you guys. Jamie, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. We, we'd it. love to have you back again. We were talking about just straight up discussing uh, short stories next time. We'll definitely do that. Yeah, and uh, do you have anything? Do you have anything you want to plug before you go? Any any uh, comedy stuff or or anything else? Uh, not not off the top of my head. Uh, yeah, just working on that collection of stuff. But okay. maybe in the near future, people can check me out for that. Okay, awesome. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, Izzy, thank you so much for uh, for filling in. This was fun. Yeah, thanks for having if me. You do this know about horror anthologies. You just oh, I guess if- you were playing coy. Coy. Women well, always do that with horror classic. anthologies, don't they? <laughs> yeah. You guys usually get like super nerdy on me about stuff that I don't know about, and I'm like, uh. but anyway, it was really nice to meet you, Jamie, <laughs> and I can't wait to read your books you in too. the future. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course, and Jimmy. Always. Thank you, Jimmy, Thank and you. we will see everyone next time here on the Confessional. <laughs>